Good morning. I'm Nancy, one of the pastors on the team here. Happy to be with you on this melty, snowy morning as Pastor Austin is away this weekend. Um, So we're in a season of Lent, as Kyle mentioned, that started on Ash Wednesday and continues for the 40 days until Easter. And this is a time to seek God, to come before him, to recognize the work that Jesus did. And we're also beginning a new series today that leads us right up to Easter. We've been spending the last seven weeks focused on the Holy Spirit and and practicing spending time listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit. And for the next six weeks, we're going to be exploring prayer, how to connect to God, what that true lifeline really is. Okay, now some of you know I grew up in Alaska. When I was nine, my family moved from Oregon to Alaska. When we lived in Oregon, we were surrounded by a lot of family, and I especially loved my grandma. She just had this way of making me feel known and loved and seen. So when we moved away, it was really hard. Now, we still called her, but some of you may remember this. We had to use those night and weekend minutes, right? You had to wait till Sunday night when the rates were lower, especially from Alaska to Oregon. That could have been a huge bill. But sometimes, honestly, I just wanted to hear her voice. So I have a little confession. Mom, if you're listening, plug your ears, fast forward, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. So my parents owned a grocery store. When we moved up there, our house was attached, and outside there was a payphone. Remember those? You'd put in some dimes or quarters, but calling long distance was probably really expensive. And so I would sneak out there when no one was looking, when I wanted to hear her voice, and I would call her number, and I would listen for the rings, and I didn't have any money to put in, but I would just wait for her to pick up and answer, hello, hello, I just wanted to hear her voice. I wonder if you have somebody in your life like that, that you just want to hear their voice. Maybe when life feels really upside down, you have that person that you want to go to because you know they're going to listen to you. They're going to hear your fears. Or maybe when you have a joy, you want to go share that with them. You want to tell them with the excitement that you have. Or maybe you just want to sit in their presence because you know that you're going to be known Loved. Seen. Well, friends, the good news is we have a God, a big God, who knows us, who loves us, who sees us. And he wants to spend time with us. He wants to be in relationship with us. He wants to have a conversation with you. He wants to be in that space with you. And I often teach our kids, that's what prayer really is. The heart of it is this conversation back and forth with a holy God who knows us. Having holy conversation with us in those joys and sorrows, the good and the bad. When life seems upside down, he knows us, loves us, sees us. And he wants this relationship, not just in moments of crisis. Not when life is upside down, but in everything, in every way. Because prayer is our lifeline to God. Even in times when we don't know what to pray, 
Jesus has given us a beautiful example of how to pray. And we're going to be spending time in this scripture for the next six weeks as we explore this together. So if you have your Bibles or your devices, I encourage you to open up to Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, and let me read this for us. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And we often add a doxology and an end cap to this that says, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, will you pray with me this morning? Father God, thank you for the ways that we can come to you, that we can connect with you. Lord, thank you that you know us, that you see us, that you love us. Help us set aside distractions of this week, of today. Help us hear from you and hear your voice. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So I want to give you a short bit of background to help us really understand this passage, to set the scene. This is right in the middle. This passage is right in the middle of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount when he was teaching a lot about the kingdom of heaven and what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus. It's an invitation to know God. It's guidance on really how to follow Jesus. And Jesus had been teaching. He had been healing. And now he um, would have been teaching to those who were Jewish, who had grown up knowing the Old Testament, knowing prayers of faith, but he's also teaching to the Gentiles who hadn't grown up knowing all of those prayers of faith. But they're all still being given access at this point, giving access to the Father. And it says here in verses 5 through 8, if we back up just a little bit, Jesus is telling people, Don't be like those ones who go stand on the street corner or in the synagogue, in the church, like praying really loudly with big words, trying to sound all holy and important. Do you know some of those people? Maybe you've seen them? Yeah. Well, a lot of times that is giving the attention to themselves. That's who they're seeking to give honor to. He says, instead, go away in private. And what he really means is, go, spend time listening for your father's voice, receiving his grace as he pours it out to you. This, then, is how you should pray. Listen for your father, because it says in verse 8, he knows what you need before you even ask. He knows what you need. He wants relationship. He wants you to come and know him and tell him what you're feeling and what you're knowing with real words, with a sincere heart that wants to honor him. Now, some of you may recall the Lord's Prayer from earlier days. Maybe you memorized it when you were in elementary school or, or in Sunday school a long time ago. So you start to say it, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, this is a King James Version. It's basically a different version of the Bible, a different translation. There's all kinds of theories on translation we're not going to jump into today. But honestly, we just don't talk like that anymore. 
hey, my name art Nancy. Right? We don't say that. We don't say, hey, what, are, what are you thy doing? Thy sitting there. We don't talk like that today. So this is a way that we can connect to God in real words, in real time. And again, there's not a right or a wrong way. It's prayer that connects us to God. Now, for some of you, maybe the Lord's Prayer is completely new, and you're like, great, something I need to memorize. Maybe even some of you, that's what you felt like when you were younger. I just have to memorize this thing. Let me stress this. Prayer and the Lord's Prayer isn't just a function or data that we memorize that we hold in our heads in order to recite. Because we can hold data in our heads, right? We can know numbers, but without meaning or emotion connecting to it, it's just data. And prayer is so much more than data. So I'm going to give you an example. I need a little... Because I'm going to give you this example. Some of you, you're not going to know what it means. It's just a piece of data. Some of you, you're going to totally connect with some memories and emotions. Are you ready? Eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. Right? Some of you are like, I saw Izzy. What? What does that even mean? I don't get it. It's a piece of data, right? But some of you, it took you right back to being in a car driving in the summer or listening to a radio in your backyard, maybe dancing at a junior high, high school dance, right? You know the song and that earworm is in there now. It connects you to memories. It brings up emotion. You giggled at that, right? In the same way, the Lord's prayer is more than just a data point. It connects us with our Father, with memory, with emotion. And as we say it together, it brings us into the full body of believers. We're saying this with generations of people who have gone before us, who will go ahead of us, our same God, right? Our same God. We don't pray just to give God information. Hey, Jesus, I'm wearing black pants today. Right? We don't pray just to give God information, but we share our hearts, our needs, our desires, our dependence on him. The Lord's prayer returns us to the heart of God and connects us with the family of God. It connects us in both ways. It's a prayer that invites us into conversation with Jesus. It's a prayer that reconnects us when we don't know what to pray. It's a prayer we can pray with others as we join in as followers of God. And friends, here as we find and follow Jesus, prayer is our lifeline to the Father and to faith. So let's dive into that first line. Over the next six weeks, we're going to be taking it line by line, and I'm excited to look at this one. And I'm going to take you through kind of a nerdy way that I do things. Um, So if you're an underliner in your Bible, get those pens, get those Sharpies ready. Um, So let me just guide you through how I do this. We're going to look at this first line. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So the first thing I do is I put a box around the subject. I underline additional details, highlight additional details there in heaven. And then I circle words that maybe I don't know. Hallowed, be your name. Again, what is hallowed? Be your name. But then I look up hallowed. What does hallowed mean? It means holy, 
consecrated, set apart. So once I know this, then I look for connections in this verse. So hallowed, holy. Holy is our Father. Holy is heaven. And then I look at our Father name. There's a connection. His name is Father. That's one of the names that we call him. So as we look at this and try to dive deeper and grab hold of this, we could look at the holiness of heaven, knowing that it is whole, it is complete, that it will be ushered in in its fullness one day here on earth. We could look at the holiness of our Father, how he is whole and complete, lacking nothing. We could look at the names of our Father to understand that more. Now, um, shameless plug, if you want to do a growth group or lead a growth group this spring, looking at the holiness of heaven or the Father's names, come talk to me afterwards, okay? We'll set you guys up. We'll get you connected. So each one of these connections gives us this deeper picture, this fuller idea of who God is, of who the Father is. And as I was sitting with this, and as I was praying, and I was listening for the Holy Spirit to open my eyes to see more of this, here's what I noticed. It says, our Father. Our Father. It doesn't say, Jesus isn't saying, my Father. You guys don't know him. He's not saying only father of the Jewish people who have known him and only father of Christians who believe him now in this moment and only this group of people. He's not saying that. He's saying our father, same God who was, who is, who will be our father in heaven. To know him, he invites us, our father, he invites us that we might know him, love him, see him, that we might be known by him, loved by him, seen by him. Now, I also want to put a little asterisk here, a little acknowledgement that for some of us, as we say our father, we might have a little trouble with that word father because for some of us, we've had a really broken relationship with our earthly fathers, and that makes it difficult sometimes to connect with our heavenly father. But I want to encourage you, if that's you, for right now, maybe set that aside as a data point because our emotional connection, this is a term of endearment, our father, a father who loves his children completely, perfectly, a father who wants to care for you. So we can call him Abba, Papa, Papa. God has so many names, and they give us a bigger picture of who he is, who he is in the world and who he is for us. They connect us with him, reminding us of his character, of his will, of his purposes. So let's look now at some of the names of God. I love studying this with our fourth and fifth graders when we study the Lord's Prayer. Love this. So in the Old Testament, the name was Jehovah. And the people were so afraid of taking it wrong, saying it wrong, using it in vain, so they would shorten it to Y-H-W-H. And that's actually pronounced Yahweh, which means Adonai, Lord. So if you see that in the Old Testament, that all capital Lord, that's where Yahweh would have been. 
He is our Lord. He's Alpha and Omega, beginning and end. He's the one who created, who sustains life, who gives life, who will keep it going. He is El Roy, meaning the God who sees. The God who sees. He's Jehovah Jireh, which means God is my provider. He cares for us. He's Jehovah Nissi, which means God is my banner. So think of like when armies or clans would go into battle and they'd carry that flag in front of them with their crest denoting who they are. God is our banner who goes before us in any trial, in any joy. Always he is before us. He is Jehovah Rohi, my shepherd. David uses this term in Psalm 23. My shepherd who leads me, who guides me, who makes me rest. He is my shepherd. Jehovah Rapha, which means the God who heals. Jesus teaches he binds up the brokenhearted, cares for the widows and the orphans. He cares for us and heals our internal and external conditions. He is El Shaddai which means almighty God, God almighty, who is more than enough. He is a God who knows us, who loves us, who sees us. Now God has made himself known. He's made himself known in creation. We can see him all around in creation. He's made himself known through his word, his very scripture to us. He's made himself known in his name. Even think of when Moses said, who shall I say sent me? And God says, tell them I am who I am. Through his son Jesus, he makes himself known. Even at his baptism, as Jesus was being baptized, the father said, this is my son whom I love. And Jesus continually points us back to the father. Here in Matthew 6, 8, your father knows what you need before you ask him. Further on in Matthew 7, 7, ask, seek, knock, look to him. Jesus himself in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prays to the Father, take this cup from me, but may your will be done. And as he ascends to heaven, he tells the disciples to wait for the gift from the Father that is the Holy Spirit who connects us with God, who utters those prayers when we don't know how to verbalize them. He gives us that gift. Jesus here in the Lord's Prayer He is calling us back to our heavenly father who is already whole and complete, who is holy. And this prayer draws us closer to the one who is holy. Friends, prayer is about changing us, changing our character, our wills, our desires to be more like Christ, even while we wait for God's response. We pray and we trust. We know that God is at work healing, restoring, seeing because he knows us. He loves us. He sees us. The Lord's prayer is an invitation for each of us to enter into the holy presence of God who deeply loves us, who knows what we need and wants to have a relationship with us. We are given access to the Father through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. So today, I just want to invite you, if you've been struggling, 
If life has felt really hard and you haven't known which way to turn, if you've been trying to process something and figure out next steps, but you've been doing it all on your own, or maybe you've just been feeling alone, lost, feeling a bit aimless in life, maybe you're just worn out, tired of being sick, tired of fighting, tired of work, worn out from parenting. Maybe you just haven't prayed to God in a long time. Prayer. Prayer is our lifeline, friends. Prayer is your invitation from a God who knows you, who loves you, who sees you. Friends, as I invite the band back up, I want you to know here at Pine Lake Covenant Church, we are a worshiping community, a community who seeks to respond to who God is and how he loves us. We're a community of believers who pray together, who find and follow Jesus together. And during Lent, we're going to be providing more space during this time after the message. Space for you to spend time in prayer, either by yourself in your seat, with the person you came with, with your family, with the person next to you. Friends, we also have a prayer banner here in the back. If you would like to receive prayer from someone during this worship set, feel free to go there to receive prayer. We also have journals through Lent, devotionals. There's an adult devotional on the back tables that you can take that draw you closer, connect you with God. Take one, spend time with him. We're also going to be engaging in fasting, and there's a schedule back here as well to help you lean into this time. Because often fasting is turning away from something to turn to God, to find that time with him. And over the last seven weeks, we've been engaging in the 929 challenge. I love being in a meeting or in a room full of people from Pine Lake and start hearing alarms going off at 9, at 2, at 9. Keep those alarms set, friends. And during this time, say the Lord's Prayer. Spend a few moments in prayer connecting with the God who wants to be with you. Take up that challenge. And today... Another response option, there's two tables here in the front and one in the back, and we've made this board that says pray, and we're going to be adding to it, building a mosaic of God's community here in this place. So today, during this response time, as I mentioned, you can pray where you are. You can let the words of the song wash over you. You can pray the Lord's Prayer, go for prayer, or I invite you to come to one of these stations There's tiles there and Sharpies. And if you've heard a name of God that resonates with you right now in the season you're in, or you know another one that you just feel called to call him that right now, I invite you to write that name on a tile and place it in the basket. 
Over the next few weeks, we're going to be continuing to do this and building a mosaic on this wall together as we see the ways that God is the same God yesterday, today, tomorrow, that he is the God who invites us into prayer together, that he is the God who knows us, who loves us, who sees us. Friends, will you pray with me this morning? Father God, we are so grateful that we can come to you. You're not a distant God. You're not a God we have to appease. You're not a God we have to stand on the street corner and yell out to try to get your attention. God, you know us. You know what we need. You are our Jehovah Jireh who provides for us, who cares for us. You see us even in our condition we are in. You are Elroy. You see us. And you are Abba, Papa, who loves us no matter what that condition is. Abba, who wants to have a relationship with us. Abba, who invites us to climb into your lap and tell us what we need. Lord, we're grateful for this prayer as well that connects us with those who have gone before us and connects us today and to your heart. So, Lord, for those of us that know this prayer, I invite you to say it with me. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. And all God's people said, Amen.